0: The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation.
1: Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue. You mock my words well. How about this woman? You are really hired.
0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nations Combo Chronicles. That did not come (laughs) in loud. I am your host for the night, Roddy Cat, and with me tonight we have uh, PCN
2: underscore dirt.
0: Yay!
2: And the one to me right Actually, now. wait, wait. This is a better one. Yeah. There we go. DJ Airhorn. That's me. We should light this up, y'all.
0: Um it, tonight, yeah, it's just us two for the time well for, for for tonight, it's not the you know, time being, because everybody else is on, on their personal things. And um this is going to be probably as short as short as I can as I can get it, especially <laughs> with all the news from um San Diego Comic Con. And there is a lot. So without further ado, let's get to the um, agent underscore 70. You can find him at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Tim at TimDog98, TimDogg98 on Twitter. Uh, the Nation on Twitter, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N.
2: <laughs> Forget it. Uh, and c <laughs> It's... <laughs> Every time I think you're going to take a pause, I go for it. You never pause at the spot where I think you are.
0: How about this? I will actually take a pause? So, and CB Cron on Twitter, dclicknation.com. Also, sweet. Uh, also, and I'm not going to take a break for this one because I'm just going to run through all of mine and say that you can find me at cat on Twitter at NewsNerdsNeed on Twitter. You can find uh, me at my NewsNerdsNeed Reddit. You can find me on Instagram at CBcaps. Sweet. And you can find this podcast on the CSPN network, the CSPN.us. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, Apple, uh, iTunes, Music, whatever. I'm just me, Apple podcast.
2: I- <laughs> are you sure? Are you, are you sure about that one?
0: You know, I'm fairly sure, you know, it's they, they change their name every few years. It's kind of crazy. But you know what? iTunes, you know the place. Uh, SoundCloud, also on the CSPN channel. Oh, so. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't okay. matter. Sure. And the last one, shop.cspn.us, US, where you can get uh, merch from this show and other shows on the network. Yay. All That's right. Like- but anyway, so it was, <laughs> so I assumed that people would have heard it. Um. Anyway, this week, like I said, we uh, have a a few books to go into, and we are going to start with uh, Agent. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. dart's pick. Uh,
2: Doomsday Clock number. Which one? This is number six. Number six. Cool. Doomsday Clock number six. And to be honest, uh, I kind of forgotten the series was coming out. Um this is one of those things where uh it it showed up and I was like oh right that thing is still going on isn't it um and and it's weird because it exists totally outside of the whatever, anything else that's happening in the DC universe um they like they're trying to make the Watchmen happen in the regular DC universe. So there's all this stuff about this government conspiracy to create superhumans, humans, meta um, the, They call it like the Superman effect or the Superman something where they're trying to create their own, you know, uh, government run special agents. And it's creating this distrust of all the meta humans and, you know, war is breaking out, and there's riots, and you know all this stuff, kind of like uh, you know Watchmen, that whole uh, distrust of the government. And Osmandius is uh, meeting with Lex Luthor, and they've got some sort of plans. And Marionette and Mime are these two uh, new villains that we have. They've joined up with Joker. Um, this series is just like, uh, well, well, for one thing, like I said, I forgot it was even coming out. Like that, that shows you how. Like I was super excited when it started, and there have been some things that have happened along the way where you're like, "Oh wow, that's really cool," but they've taken so long to get through it that I, I forget a lot of the stuff. Like I'm reading through, and they'll mention something, and you're like, "Wait, what? Oh right, that happened two issues ago, which was four months ago, or you know, something like that." So it's really, uh, it's really kind of tough to to keep the feel of the momentum going in the book. And as far as the story goes, it's okay. Um, but it's one of these things where I don't really y- you can't really see where it's going. Like, I don't really see what this is building to. Um, if, if we're if, if the eventual goal is to merge the Watchmen universe with the DC universe or to bring some of the characters from the Watchmen universe into the DC universe, um, then they've kind of already done that to a certain degree. And we're halfway through the series. So I don't know what the other six issues are for. Like this really feels like if that was their goal, they could have ended it much sooner than the 12 issues they have planned. So I don't know where it's going. And, and here's the other thing they have the uh, Superman symbol on their logo, that doomsday clock. It's the Superman symbol is uh midnight on the yeah. clock. And so of course on a doomsday clock, midnight is supposed to be Armageddon when we go to nuclear war and everybody on earth dies and whatever. So it's like counting down to something with Superman Superman is not in this book. Batman's in this book. Joker's in this book. Riddler's in this book. Um, We've got the comedian. We've got Rorschach. Um, We don't have Superman. So they talk about Superman in this whole conspiracy thing and people aren't sure whether or not he's really, is he really here to help or is he a government agent or whatever, but otherwise he's not really a part of this story. So Maybe the next six issues are somehow how they're going to tie Superman into this. I don't know, but I'm still sitting here at this point reading this going, it's like, I guess it's fine, you know, Um, but I'm just having a hard time staying excited for this. And I'm just kind of waiting for it to like, okay, what are we doing? You know, what's what's the grand scheme? What's the plan? Can we see something unfold? And we're not really getting it yet. So just going to have to wait and see, I guess, as it unfolds, whether or not uh, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> and, well, it's six more issues. So in another year and a half, I guess, when it finally uh, wraps up, we'll see whether or not it's any good. They don't have any kind of um, um, hold offs or anything. Like, it's really one of these things I wish – I wish they would do, you know, like have the first six issues in the can before they announce it. So then by the time it actually hits the first issue hits the streets, then the final issue will be wrapping up production. So it can stay on schedule instead of these things where it's like, they get an idea at one comic-con and at the next comic-con they announce it. You know what I mean? So. I mean, that uh. just sounds like logic. What are you, you're asking, you're asking a lot. I know, I know. But But anyway,
0: I was gonna ask because um, it's from what you're saying. It sounds like it could tie more into injustice more than, or maybe this is just me speculating, injustice more than DC at
2: large. Um, no, um, because well, the way injustice started was like a regular was the regular DC universe, and then Joker uh, killed Lois, right. Uh, right? That's how it was, right? Yeah. So, um,
0: think, or had something to do with it. I think he had. Superman accidentally killed her from I don't know something like that. Either way,
2: put, put a bomb in her or something. I don't remember. But yeah, 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 something, something like that. So that was that's was like a divergence of the the normal DC universe. So, um, no, I, I you know oh and here's the other thing. It's uh like the way the book is designed. It's even designed like the Watchmen books, where you've got the title on the side. You know, if you remember, they did all those Watchmen prequels a couple of years ago. They they had that design to it. Although it's green. Instead of yellow, so maybe that means I don't know Hal Jordan. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's yeah. you know that or actual Doomsday is going to come into it at the
0: end of it, not actual.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I guess the problem is is because they, they've done so much with the timeline, like they they have all this stuff going on in the DC universe that it just seems it seems like whatever it's going to end with is going to end with. Uh, like the timeline resetting itself or setting itself right, or you know, Doctor Manhattan's going to show up and snap his fingers and everything's going to go back to the way it was, or something. So, I, I like reading this. I kind of feel the same way whenever I watch one of those DC TV shows. Um, and one reason why I don't watch any of those shows anymore is because it's like okay. This may be Flash and he may be running fast, and you may have a Zoom and you may have a, you know, whoever in it, but at the end of the day, this isn't really Flash. You know, this isn't really the DC universe. And that's really how I feel as I'm reading this. It's like, I, at first, I thought the Watchmen were just going to come in and it was going to cause some big kerfluffle and there'd be this massive fight, you know, like we usually get. Um, and that would be kind of fun, but now it's like, it's like they're they they want to break the world so they can put it back together again at the end. And all right, well, whatever. But you know, I just don't know if it's going to have any real permanence.
0: Yeah, because that was it. Seemed like that's what they were trying to make it out as to be. But by what you're saying, it's doesn't. It's kind of falling flat. So, yeah. yeah. well, that's that then. Um, until whatever happens in the next twelve months. When it's, <laughs> um i guess we will go ahead and get to well, i can go ahead and get this on Sound dc train real quick and go ahead and do uh teen titans 20. i really don't have a whole whole lot to say about it but nevertheless um so this is the new Teen Titans. you might as well say it because it's basically it's damien and the new crew that have all broke away from broke away um I guess due to the events of Metal, because was, there was an issue I know I didn't read, and somewhere in there the Titans and the Teen Titans uh, well, the Titans broke off and the Teen Titans broke off, but I remember that one because that happened in a regular issue, but then there's a new tit- a new Titans which has some Teen Titans in it, and then we have a whole new set of um, Teen Titans, which has like Damien, Kid Flash, and then a bunch of new people like uh, Lobo's Daughter crush um let's see uh there's this dude called uh roundhouse who's like he's from what he looks like a speedball but he's kind of his personality is kind of the speed bo- uh beast boy uh, uh type so and then there's this other uh young lady named jen who's a genie and she's like a teenage genie so she's kind of the the raven analog and uh, am I missing someone? I don't. Oh, Red Arrow, who is Green Arrow's little sister? You know, kind of intense, like Damian, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it, this issue kind of goes into why he put, why he brought those together. He, there's even like one page flashes of him recruiting them because we did never did get that from the Teen Titans special. Um and then them going into a mission with, uh, against brother blood, who I guess who's been relegated down or yeah, who's been pretty much relegated down to a first issue situation, but they do that and they have their whole thing is, Hey, you know what? The, the rules of the uh, justice league and the no killing thing doesn't apply because, Hey, (laughs) why should we be more obligated when the criminals are still kind of, you know, kind of, getting set free so damon sets out to make this new cre- new uh crew who doesn't seem to have a problem with hurting people real bad or and or killing um they do this mission they hurt the dude but the one thing we find out at the end of the issue is that um there's a new base that damon set up from from his pops that he's basically stole from his pops and that he's keeping the people that he's uh the keeping the the villains that he's um that he's beaten down that they've beaten down unbeknownst to the other people on the other crew. And, you know, keeping criminals locked up in your, uh, in your superhero base always goes well.
2: Yeah, never, never a problem, never goes wrong.
0: Problem at all. So, you know, so he's got a bunch of people locked up in, in his basement and surely nothing's going to happen with that. And that's what we find out at the end of this issue. I mean, it's a, it, like I said, it's a new crew. It's definitely a younger crew, and they definitely written them, wrote them. Like, If you could look at the cover of it, it looks like they're they're posing for a mixtape.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a, a paper copy in front of you? I do not.
0: No. Okay. I do have, I have my digital copy, but I don't have a... Cause I don't, Can you pull up the cover? Because... Let me do that real quick.
2: I should have pulled it up on... Oh, wait, actually, here oh screen share
0: yeah uh, bear with me a moment
2: folks. <laughs> the magic folks this is All the right. magic you gotta
0: this is this is how the beans happen
2: uh here we go and and dot,
0: and dot, dot.
2: there oh, yeah. okay so so when I saw this cover like when they they released this cover yeah, like three months ago or you know whatever when they announced that... uh. They were changing the team. I look at this cover and I'm like, there is no way I would buy this book, like, not in a million years would I pay money. And especially, I'm looking at Lobo's daughter, reminds me of Joker's daughter, reminds me of uh Lobo, uh, her which lip- makes me like, no, like, wh- what, what
0: uh, temperament, but yeah, so I don't know, I've known very little about her. Other side is like, yeah, you can tell this is her daughter.
2: And, you know, Red Arrow looks like she'd rather be anywhere but on this team. Well, that's a great endorsement. You know what I mean? It's just like, I I don't know. It's like I look at this cover and it's like if if this was a way to say, hey, guys, you should read this, then that no, you failed.
0: So I can see this appealing to I don't want to say it's like champions level because champions kind of handles things a little different. I would argue better. Like, like I said, you can see from the writing, even from this, you can tell from this cover, it's like, okay, yeah, this is definitely going to be some difference. And it is to a point because, like, said, even you can tell in the writing, they're, they're, I don't know, I can't say if they're trying to write it a little hipper, but you can kind of tell in, in instances.
2: Well, what it's, what it looks like to me is them trying to do Valiant's Harbinger. Like, when they relaunched a couple of years ago and, you know, they, they had, gauges in their ears and the shaved sides of their head haircuts and you know they were being emo and trendy and
0: luckily uh, it doesn't look that edgy luckily it does not
2: i mean but, every- but but to me it's like that's dc trying to do that sure. you know what i mean i think it's- and there's some
0: merit to that because yeah in 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 a dc way they're kind of i guess because i haven't read so i don't know but i can see what you're saying and i can see that in a dc type of way right you know and obviously like i said the like you got damien and and red arrow who are pretty much the most alike out of out of anybody out of the crew and everybody else is just kind of the other titans parallels you know like mm-hmm. you got a flash on there and he he's what it is you got a um well a, a mix of flash and young justice like they don't really have a cyborg although uh one of them has like, oh, I think uh, the roundhouse person. He's got some computer experts or something some expertise or stuff like that. But he's basically just a human wrecking ball, as the as the thing says. You know, you got your your uh, Raven parallel. You got your strong guy who's the Superboy slash. You know, I guess the Super Superboy slash cyborg. Actually, he's probably more like Superboy because you know he's <laughs> a little bit. She's a little bit you know, but she's just Lobo's daughter. So yeah, you got your Teen Titans slash. You know, just this kind of parallels going on here. And yeah. they're still trying to go for that. Anyway. But yeah, it's. I don't know. I said I was going to give this a couple of issues, and that's still mine. Because, like, I still have a, I, I still have a little affinity with nowhere near being a teen, but the, the Teen Titans have always been a favorite group of mine, you know, from the DC canon. Right. But we'll see how this goes with that. Because they almost, they kind of almost lost me. Oh, not necessarily lost me, but it was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. You're just kind of going. You're just trying to go for hipper. I got you. Although
2: I I, I, I will say though, that that does look better than the uh, preview of the uh, the Teen Titans show that's going to be on the DC Universe app. Oh <laughs> I think I think I'd rather watch um Oprah than watch that Teen Titans show. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're not talking about Young Justice. You're talking about that other, that other team Titans.
2: Whichever one had like Robin uh, dropping the f bomb in the trailer. Oh, Titans! Yeah, 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 yeah. Titans, Titans.
0: Yeah. We will get to that later on. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's some good things about I see in that one, but I live action Titans. I don't know how that's gonna roll. That's that's gonna be weird. But we'll get to that later on. Like I said, I'm sure one of us would have seen it <laughs> at some point. Uh, so let's move on to a couple of books. You got something else you want to throw out? What's next? Yeah.
2: Um, okay, so I'll do the uh, action comics. This is uh, 1001. Uh, yes. And so um, I, I have to say, I liked this better than the Superman number one that they did uh, last week or the week before, whenever that came out. Um, hmm? And just was doing that. Yes. Yeah. Bendis is doing all the Superman books right now. So uh, Bendis did Superman one and he's doing this one also. But um, they there is um, a sense of continuity between the two books. Um, And if you remember, you know, the Superman books back in the 90s, they all they ran as like a weekly series basically between all the different books. So we do have a a feel like the books are connected. I don't know how closely they're going to keep them, uh, you know, tied together. but we we get a look at some new villains in this one. Um, there's this conspiracy to frame Superman for some crimes, and so uh, plays a little bit off of that. But I don't know if it was just the, the the Superman number one was him kind of you know trying to get that first uh, dip of his toes into you know making a number one, and maybe he didn't feel as much pressure uh, when doing this because this one felt a lot more connected to the rest of the DC universe than that other one did. Um, The other one had an appearance by uh, Martian Manhunter that was totally out of character in this totally dumb scene where Martian Manhunter's like, you should just take over the planet and do everything. And if they don't like it, just force them to go along with it. And it's like, what? Like, not only does that not fit Martian Manhunter, but it doesn't make any sense for Superman either. So, so again, like I, I don't know if maybe he was trying to throw some crazy stuff into number one to get people um, uh, you know, talking about it, but but this feels a lot more relaxed and a lot more along the lines of Superman that you've come to know and expect. Um, and we do see uh, Lois, I believe at the end of this book there's there's a character we don't see who it is, but i'm I'm pretty sure it's Lois. They don't use her name, um, but it's either someone writing a story about Lois or it's Lois writing her story. So I'm assuming it is Lois um. And it's, it's done in a way that there's something going on with her. She's going to spill some secrets or something. And, and, you know, like maybe she's going to stab him in the back or give away a secret identity or something, which doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, eh, like I don't, I don't think so. Um, kind of a dumb thing to, you know, tease, um, But, I mean, they did that with the new 52 version of Superman. Of course, everybody hated it, and they ended up killing that character to bring this Superman back. So I hope uh, they're not trying to follow up on that mistake. Um, But, yeah, overall, the artwork was nice. The artwork, um, it's Gleason and Sanchez, which are names that I don't recognize, but it had the same look as um, um, Patrick Tomasi and, and, uh, uh, well, no, wait. Is that Pat Gleason? Maybe I do recognize this. Now, of yeah. course, as, as soon as I say that, I'm like, wait a minute. It's either Pat or Paul Gleason, something like that. Yeah, Patrick Gleason. Okay, so it is Patrick Gleason. I do know who that is. All right, because I was going to say it had the look of uh, the Superboy um, super family stuff that had been going on. So, yeah, that is, that is him. Um, but yeah, so the new villains that they show in here are interesting. There's some sort of street level gang, and they know how to. Uh, continue to operate crime. That's one of the themes in this book Um, in this particular issue is the reporters are sitting around the newsroom going, people still commit crimes in metropolis. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like Superman's here. This should be the safest uh, city, which is one of those things that they, that a lot of people that don't like Superman will throw out there. It's like, why would anybody commit a crime in metropolis? You'd never get away with it. And this is something that, you know, the book kind of deals with. So it's interesting um, and I definitely say that this feels a lot better than that Superman number one. So I'm hoping this is a step in the right direction and not just uh you know just a wayward good issue that, that comes in the middle of his run. But um so far I'm I'm more hopeful than I was after reading the other stuff Bendis has done. Sure. I
0: was about to say look at that it's Bendis, so you never can tell.
2: Yeah, I know it's hard to say, but at least it didn't I, I'll give it credit for this. It didn't get into the talkie talkie. Bendis thing where he has like a whole page of someone having a conversation with word balloons like, huh? What do you mean? Well, like I said, you were talking. Yeah, I heard you. Well, what were you saying? I told you it was at the movie. Which movie? The one with the guy. Which guy? You know. And he does that. It's a whole page where nothing gets said, but there's ten thousand words. And this this didn't do any of that stuff. So that's good. Yeah, you three, come on, you just spoiled it. <laughs> So so I guess the question I
0: had, so I think you may have said this earlier. So it does or does not tie into the the mini-series and the stuff he's it,
2: it does. It it doesn't um it doesn't feel like 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 chap like the next chapter of that series, but it feels like it's in the same universe as that series. And it definitely talks about certain stuff. Like in that series, uh Lois and Jonathan go off with Jorel into space and so they're gone and so this will talk about people come up and you know say something to Clark Kent they're like what happened to Lois why did she leave you you know that kind of stuff so it it feels connected but it doesn't feel like it's a direct tie-in like you had to read that in order to read this but having read that does help you in reading this
0: and that was going to be my next question so you just answered that great
2: (laughs) all right anything else on that one uh,
0: now we're good on that one. Uh, so I will pop out a, a, a couple of other quickies. What is your last one? A cookie you want, uh, something to kind of go into? Uh,
2: no, I can do it as a fast one.
0: Okay. Then I'll do a couple more and then we can do a rapid fire. Buh, buh, pow, 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 PO. Um, Marvel two and one number eight. And I know you said you haven't read it. So I won't go too far into this. And I will just say that. If you read right the end of uh, 7, then you know where they are. They're still there. They're trapped. And they're basically, um, this is not so much of a spoiler, but they're they are still the same place they are. And this focuses on uh, Ben and Johnny in the time that they've been where they are trapped because, um, um, wow, I just forgot her name. Uh, Roger Raja, whatever her name is, left her and doom kind of left so this has been in johnny in the time which looks like it's been a couple of months since the since oh really they've been trapped that long in battle world they have been trapped that long and they are basically hiding in plain sight and uh because the spider is still after them Hmm. and um I want to say one more thing that happens in this, but I won't. But let's just say that um, something you've been expecting to happen or that should have happened by now has, has happened. Okay. Uh, but it was a good issue. Like, it, it's, um,
2: some, some things got out there, you know. Does, uh, it, does it feel like it's wrapping up to you? Or does it feel like it's going to keep going? Uh, judging by the... the, Well, because they've announced that, you know, Fantastic Four is coming back, obviously, so does it feel like this series is going to go away, or does it feel like it's going to keep going, do you think?
0: Uh, Let's put it this way. I feel like it could keep going, but that is not to say that, you know, even with judging with what happens at the end of the issue, that's not really saying that, hey, they couldn't have a couple more in them, and then just, you know? Mm. So, it's kind of hard to tell like it's kind of it's kind of like yeah i could see where they could kind of keep this going but at the same time it probably could be ending ending because of the family or you know like given the number of books and the things that are coming back you know from the past i don't yeah. see why they, know and just take it back to the old formula you know right so but yeah, it, it 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 could it could go either way, but I'm probably thinking they could just end it by Fantastic Four by the time Fantastic Four comes by. Yeah, which would be a shame, but I don't know. But yeah, uh, if you've been keeping up with what's been going on in this book, you should read it. I that that I will definitely say. Okay,
1: what's next?
0: So, Star Wars, Lando, Double or Nothing uh number 30 actually that should have been rapid fire but that's fine um so lando's still in the wasteland he's doing a lot a lot of talking but at least you could say to say he's kind of backing up some of the so so my one thing about the way this has been written, so so if you did not know this takes place before the solo movie so he still has a falcon. He's with L three and all that kind of good jazz. Uh, and he's on a mission. Well, he's, you know, he's Lando. So he's helping out somebody for money. But he got separated from that person and got caught from people by people who, you know, who were looking for him also and would definitely uh, benefit from other people, you know, by knowing where he is. But that doesn't last that long. He gets out of that situation and ends up uh, back on the Falcon and on the run. But he still had this other side mission to help these people he said he was going to do. But the Empire is coming in, so we'll see how that turns out. Like I said, um, I at this point, I'm willing to say that that other Lando... Um, in fact, I would probably say that anyway. That other Lando miniseries is a way better miniseries than this. This is not bad. It's just that he in this one, is, and if you've seen Solo, they've kind of taken that character, that version of Lando and just kind of blown it out, which I have a slight problem with because, yes, that is him, but that's not all him. But in, But you do get some good, at least you can see in this one that, okay, yeah, he's not all talk. Like, he is talk but he's actually doing some action,
2: you know? And well, has- see, that's, that's one thing I really liked about the other Lando series that they did, you know, two years ago or whatever it was, is that you saw him as a very cunning and manipulative, um, a, a guy who, who's playing a game of chess while everyone else is playing checkers type of yeah. thing. Um, I don't like him as the kind of cheap action hero. And you, they, you know I mean, not that
0: far into that. However, he's just more bravado. Well, like I said, he does back it up with some action, but he's more bravado in this one than either one of those. And that kind of puts me off just a bit because I was like, okay, I get he's younger, and you know, sure he's had a lot going on in his life, and yeah, he, you know, it's not like he's to the chest. He's not fully to the chest yet, except, but he's starting to get there. Let's put it that way. Right.
2: But see, I like him better as the guy who, like, he's cornered, the guns are pointed at him, you think there's no way out of this, and then suddenly the wall behind him drops and there's 50 guys with machine guns. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I like Lando as that, you know, master of manipulation and setting things up and letting you think that you're about to win and then reversing it on you type right. of stuff.
0: And whereas in this, he's like, hey, don't you know who I am, Lando And, you know, you must not have heard of me and this and that and the other. And somehow he actually gets out of, you know, but he does, there seems to be a plan forming while he's doing all of this, or he finds a way to, you know, he definitely makes it out. Right. And he, he's like, he's at one move instead of three. Let's put it that way. Right. Basically talking until he gets to, until he figures out, okay, well, I could do this and then, and then, and then an then, access plan. So you can kind of see shades of that, but it's just more wrapped in bravado and, you know, and him by himself. Like he's even, even they don't do it in this one. He's even doing like uh, talking journals, because mm. doing his memoirs one day. And mm. I think they might have saw shades of that in the Solo movie. I can't remember, but so they're they're playing on all of that as opposed to the classic uh, Lando. Which, like I said, I get it. He's supposed to be a younger version of, of Lando, and this before Solo and all that. But I was like, okay, maybe turn that down a little bit. But maybe at the end of this, we'll we're going to see him start to get more and more into that. Man. I kind of doubt it, because given how is, that this is set before uh, Solo, then maybe, maybe not. Who you know. So, so let's... yeah, that's uh, on Double or Nothing number three. Um, and you know what? Oh, uh, X-Men Wakanda forever. And then we can go, because I only got a couple more after that. And then we can go into rapid fire. So, this is the second chapter of the Wakanda Forever one-shot stories. It's still being uh, written by Nnedi Kofor. Um At the end of last issue, we found out that Nakia, a.k.a. Malice, is going after Storm, which she just so happens to be in New York with Rogue and Nightcrawler uh, going, doing grocery shopping, because, you know, it's... Why have an X-Men story where, you, where they're not getting attacked in some some kind of shopping outlet? <laughs> shopping mall or whatever. Well, this is not a mall this time. But anyway, so um, Nakia finds her, attacks her, uh, her rogue and, and Nightcrawler, you know, do their best to stave it off. And then the Dora Milaje come in and... Oh, that's... Oh, Okay, weird. Um, the Dora Milaje coming off, and then they enact the plan to uh, defeat this weapon that uh, Nakia has, which is basically this drum that has this cloud and that's supposed to protect, but it's it's a Dora Mil- Milaje thing that uh, they're not supposed to use to hurt people, but to protect them. But Malice is using it for malice. Um, it gets broken, and the thing that's within the drum gets um gets out and gets stronger so Storm has to fight fight it and they kind of take care of that situation to a point but then it kind of flips back to you know Nakia's grand plan which is all she's been wanting to do because all she's been wanting to do is see T'Challa aka the Black Panther because she's been fixating them so if you did not know the common version of uh, Nakia and I said this last time we talked about this she was fixated on T'Challa, wanted to marry him, and she even went so far as to killing his, uh, killing and or trying to kill and hurting one of his girlfriends. And this this story kind of has a flashback to a young Nakia meeting Storm when I want to say this might have been after it seemed like it was after, um, uh, I don't know if it is, it could have been either before storm and storm and t'challa got married or somewhat after they were kind of on decent terms which that wasn't that could have been the case because they were not on great terms after that happened up until relatively recent so i'm thinking it might have been before that uh, but then that cuts to like i said now and when she finds when she finds them in new york and all that kind of so they have the fight you know the the plans enacted by the Dora, uh, the x-men do their part and then at the end you should guess who's who pops up which is which sets up the next and last chapter of this in avengers uh, wakanda forever and that would be the black panther aka T'Challa. or at least i'm thinking it is Uh, i mean it could be an elaborate plan we don't i mean elaborate hoax but i doubt it could or it might actually be him so it's it's a pretty decent read like the the spider-man one from last week a couple weeks ago was Probably a little more fun because it's Spidey in it and you know they're kind of joking around with him. They kind of hit it off a little bit better than I thought they would have. This one's a little bit more, all right. Hey, we've got this action and you know, uh more action-packed and going into things. But it was still- are these
2: are these different writers or is it the same writer? Yeah.
0: Same writer. It's just huh. three different three different one-shots. Hmm.
2: Now actually I think it back.
0: so I know I'm assuming. That they're because definitely the last one and this one are the same writer and I'm assuming the next one is also Because they haven't said otherwise But okay. we'll find out in a couple of weeks, but I think it is though because I know she wrote the first one That would not any sense not to write the next one um, But like I said as a whole this probably this will probably make for a good fun You know, especially the spider-man one. the spider-man was, was pretty fun. And this one was cool, but, you know, it's just like a standard, you know, action uh, thing. And who knows what the Avengers the, the will get back, but, be black, but we'll see that in a couple of weeks. So if what? you're a fan of the Dora, yeah, if you're a fan of the Dora
2: and um, and their pairings, then, hey, you know. Kind of, for, for a second, I thought you said if you're a fan of Dora, like you were going to talk about, if you're a fan of Dora the Explorer, then this is the one that you need. I'm I was bad. like, what? where is he going with this? I don't get it door Milaje, yes.
0: but uh, <laughs> so then
2: this is simply- uh, Okay, so I hit the wrong button. Uh, were you wanting to do uh, Rapid Fire? Or do you have one more? Uh, actually, yes, because i only got a couple of books and they can kind of
0: you have to Vulcan?
2: There you go. Rapid Fire.
0: I heard absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah, so. nothing? Uh-oh. I hope my sound effects are working. <laughs> book you heard that one okay well right.
1: enough,
2: we'll talk about that
0: later but um it seemed to go up in sound when it gets to the end of it but i don't know what so i don't know what's going on there either way we did hear that so rapid fire um you said you had something
2: yeah the only book i have is sentry uh sentry number two um I, I like how he's holding sentry's belt like it's the world championship But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, But one thing about Sentry I said last issue was that Jeff Lemire was doing a good job of making him um, into a sympathetic character, um, which is kind of tough to do because everybody hates the Sentry. It seems like everybody, every man, woman, child familiar with comics hates the Sentry. And so I I felt like he he gave he, he put an interesting twist on it. And he made him sympathetic, and the question was, could he carry that into the second issue? And I think he does. Um, In this, So basically what's happened is, working with Tony Stark and Doctor Strange, they've created this device that allows him to go into a pocket dimension where he can become the sentry, he lets out the void, they can have a fight, he defeats the void, he comes back out into the real world, and then the, the void power has dissipated, and they don't have to worry about it coming back into reality. Well, someone has stolen his device and gone into this pocket dimension. And so now he can't get in there to become the sentry to let out the void power in this safe space. So time is counting down, and he's going to have problems. So um, the, he he's struggling, trying to find a way. He really... You, you get the sense, you know, before when he wanted to be sentry, it's, he wanted to be the hero. Like, he wanted to have that moment of being brave and being strong and have everybody like him. And now you're getting the sense that he really is... Concerned about everybody else, he wants to stop bad things from happening, not to get credit, but because it's the right thing to do, um, to, to stop the evil from happening. So, I, I i think he's doing a great job with this series. I think he is making Sentry so far into a sympathetic and likable character. Whether or not it can maintain, keep going, we'll see. But I know Sentry is a character that has a lot of baggage. You know, especially the way he was thrown into the Marvel Universe and all the lies and everything that surrounded the, the creation of the character. So, um, yeah, well, but uh, so, so, you know, honestly, like I think people should give this a chance. Um, anybody who likes those screwball, well, not screwball, but but those, those kind of off, um, like weird world. Um, the way it, it, it kind of skewed things a little differently. If you read the series from two years ago, whenever it was, um, the Black Knight series um, that tied into Weird World, um, some of that stuff where it's it, it, you have kind of this expectation of what it's going to be, but then the series kind of plays with that and twists it and turns it into something else. And that's what I see going on with the Sentry here is they've, they're, they're kind of getting away from all of that other baggage he's had and they're trying to write kind of a new paradigm for the character building on that history, not completely destroying it, but building on it so that now it's it what happened in the past is being overshadowed by all the cool stuff that's going on now. So definitely anybody who's got a few extra bucks in your pocket, I, I think you should be reading Sentry. I think it's a lot of fun.
0: Kind of sound like what they're doing trying to do with uh, Venom from what I'm reading.
2: Yeah, which which was in my list to read and I just have my pile, I just haven't gotten to it yet.
0: Yeah. Coco cool, cool. all right well uh, let's see multiple man number two but you said you were going to read this one also
2: yeah right. I've got
0: it sitting right here to read So I won't say too much about it outside of that is con- well it could be kind of confusing but not really but it's kind of fun and weird because so, if you remember what happened last uh, last issue, there's a a lot of time stuff going on, and multiple versions of multiple different versions of him uh, ended up uh, coming into the picture. And this is him going off with them to try to fix whatever big bad thing is going going on. And uh, a little bit of um calamity and chaos have happens. A little fun calamity and chaos happens in the in the midst of it. Uh, leading to an end that, partially I didn't see coming. Well, I guess I kind of did see coming because it, it, it kind of said something, but not the way it happened. Let's just say. So we still don't know what exactly what the the, the the end goal of this book is, but it is Matthew Rome Rosenberg, and his his books have been fun and actually has had some some decent stuff, even if they
2: yeah. Last time we were talking, when we talked about Multiple Man 1, we were talking about the name sounded familiar, but we couldn't remember uh, some of the other stuff he had written. And I realized he's the guy writing Punisher. And yes, Punisher right now is really good. And that's another one that came out this week in my stack to read. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah, Rosenberg has done a really good job on Punisher. He
0: started writing uh, Punisher? I thought he was, he hadn't started yet. I thought Let me No, know.
2: no. He's, uh, as far as I know, he's the one doing the whole, um, the, the, uh, the roadie. The the uh, War Machine. That's the name. War Machine stuff.
0: Okay. because yeah, I knew he was I knew he was gonna be on it. I didn't know he was on it now. So but yeah, Rosebu Re- 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 yeah, he's also did um Secret Warriors, he also did um a, a few things in the past. I don't know I don't know Secret Warriors was I think that was the last one he did. Uh and a couple of other books that I liked by him. Oh so. uh New Mutants. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. That the the that, that one that's out now, that uh series that's out now, yeah.
2: But yeah, I'm. I pulled up his Marvel page real quick. But yeah, he's got uh, astonishing X Men, multiple men, New Mutants, uh, Tales of Suspense.
0: Oh, yes, right. The the, the yes, the Bucky. Um, yeah, the Bucky Clint story. Bucky
2: Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, also the Phoenix Resurrection, the Return of Jean Grey.
0: Uh, oh well, oh. I'm not
2: I familiar didn't. with that
0: one. I didn't read that one, but. but anyway, but, but regardless, he's he's done some some pretty decent stuff. In fact, I probably that tells us is probably going to come up at the end of the year I would imagine because mm-hmm. it was yeah that was this year because it just ended yes. a couple of months and so did uh secret warriors but nevertheless yeah so multiple lo- multiple man I'm kind of you know we'll see how that turns out but it's, it's kind of goofy in spot.
2: yeah and actually I'm not even a big fan of the x-men books in the last 25 years uh so um even i enjoyed the first issue of multiple man enough to to pick up the second issue so i mean that's got to say something right there
0: pretty much like the, and yeah i kind of picked it up for like for him more of like because like you yeah i hadn't really been been into the xbox that often. i mean there's been a couple of here and there that's kind of like all right now that's all right but right. yeah but not so much and to actually speaking of xbox um my last one is mr and mrs x number one which, um, so if you've read X Men: Gold Thirty, you know that Kitty and Colossus didn't get married, but uh, Gambit and Rogue did. So this, and they also had their own miniseries uh, on the side of that, that led up to, I guess, pretty much kind of led up to it. That's called Rogue and Gambit, where they were off doing a thing, and they kind of got back together in the, in a big way, and which is again leading up to this so they are at this point this this issue goes through the marriage kind of they don't really go well they do because they basically start um at the wedding um and then they have the they have the the wedding stuff but they don't necessarily go through the whole procedure but you know it starts at the wedding some things happen there and then you see them at the at the honeymoon doing honeymoon things um and then what normally happens in these X-Books they get interrupted by a mission that uh, comes about because where they are, and Kitty asks them for help because you know it's not an X-Book without something just interrupting them folks. So they go off to do this mission, which they're out in space because that's where they just chose to do their honeymoon. Um, Kitty calls them up, has a mission for and it ends up going kind of a ways. So. They meet up with some characters that we have seen in the past, that from out in space, uh, from the X Men universe. But um, you know, we don't know what their full thing is about it. We just know that they're after something, and like I said, Rogue and Gambit are tasked with bringing something home, which meets with a roadblock, um, and them getting separated, and a um, another X person. Ends up showing up at the end of this book, to which um, one of them has had some dealings with in the past, and I won't say who, but it's a fairly popular character, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that so was a pretty good start to um, to this thing. I don't know. I guess well, this is an ongoing. I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's ongoing. So we'll see where it goes from there and where it takes our our wedded couple but it like i said it was a pretty good start though i
2: enjoyed it and that book is also tim dog's click of the week it is that it is i was gonna save that but sure yeah
0: and actually uh, give me a chance to do this All right quick boom cool so <laughs> have one more you said you had one more is that was it no no
2: i'm i'm done with books this okay. week
0: well so, which means, uh, with that nice segue that you just did, clicks of the week, and we just heard Tim's. Uh, do you have yours by chance?
2: Actually, I am, and I'm going to uh, make nerds rage all over the world. I'm going to pick Century Number Two as my uh, my click of the week.
0: All right. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to say I'm a rage, but I'm. I, I am. I have a curiosity of this I don't care. I care very little. Nothing of the character. But I will. I will definitely check out the couple of the So, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and wait, what is that? What? I was hearing something. I don't know what was going on.
2: Uh, someone. Someone a door upstairs in my house. I don't know if maybe that's what you heard. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, um, for
0: myself, uh interestingly love, I am going to go with Marvel 2 and 1 number eight. Um, because I almost went with Tim on that one about um Mr. and Mrs. X, but thinking back on on uh Marvel 2 and 1 and and what happens to it in in there. Yeah, that one that one kind of resonated that's um so you should check out marvel tool when if you have any kind of um you know if, if you like the anything about the fantastic four in the past and they're coming back whether this is actually going to play into this that heavily as it's as it's trying to do or this is just kind of a uh and a means to get there was-
2: <sighs> okay um well, then, I've got one more thing. It's, it's already uh, been a little after an hour, so I'm going to have to leave here in a minute. But before I go, I do have one more thing to talk about real quick, and that is I got some of the 100-page giants from my local Walmart. And um, if you're not familiar with these, DC has made a deal with Walmart to put these books um, in there. Some stores have them with, like, the trading cards and that stuff. I've seen some stores have put them in the toy department. Some source have put them with the books and magazines. So depends on your store. You may have to hunt around to try to find them. Uh, we have one store completely sold out. One store, The store where I found these three um, had an extra of Superman, extra Justice League, but they were sold out of Batman. And I heard there's a fourth book, and I don't have the fourth book. So I have to keep an eye open for that. But what these are a... – what? I thought it was only three. Oh, is it only three? Okay. Well, maybe awesome. it is. I mean, I don't know. Unless they, they say, hey, this is doing good, we'll put out another one. But um so these are a hundred pages, uh, more or less, and they're four ninety-nine and they're printed on the the not slick paper stock. It's that rough paper stock. It's not quite newsprint, mm-hmm. um, like you remember back in the day. It's it's kinda like the stuff that everything came out on in like the late nineties, early two thousands, where it was it wasn't plastic coated, shiny, it was still kinda rough, but you know, it's that that paper. Uh it's, um it's a little cheaper than what we get nowadays, but right. um
0: have you, have you um held a copy of X-Men Grand Design?
2: Yeah, yes, yes, it's similar to that, yeah. The same paper? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um but so that's one reason why it's four ninety-nine is that it's not that super slick, shiny paper. The other thing is that it's mostly reprint material. Um so what they've done is like, say, in this Justice League one, they have an original Wonder Woman story, um, and it's like 15 pages, 10 pages, something like that. And then it reprints um, Justice League number one from The Rebirth, um, and something else. There's another, uh, I forget what the other one is. Uh, maybe, Maybe it's Aquaman number one is reprinted. Um, and Flash Number One reprinted, so it's like those three reprint books, and then their new story um, that they add on there, and that's how you get your hundred pages. Um, and so the idea is they're going to reprint those series basically in these thick books, as long as Walmart is going to carry them. So uh, if you're, you know, you were interested in those, maybe whatever you want to try to sample, some different stuff from the DC universe, check it out. You can pick that up. Um, they do have an ad. In two of them, but not all three of them, um, for the lo- comic shop locator service. So you can find your local comic shop. So if you read something, you're like, oh, that's good. I want to check out my local shop. They put it in two of them, but not the third one. And I don't know why they did, they did that. But um, but like... Which huh? one was it? Which one was it? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. I'd have to go back and dig through. Uh, but like Superman, Superman is interesting because it, it reprints... Um, uh, um, an older series, the uh, Batman Superman crossover series with the, uh, uh, the, it was Ed McGinnis, I think Joe Kelly. Um, but anyway, the one from uh, the early two thousands. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so reprints that, um, but like it also reprints the terrifics, the new terrific series. Number one. So I guess they're just trying to get some more eyeballs on that. So they're, okay. they're throwing it in there, even though, like issue three or four just came out or something like that. You know, it's, it's already getting reprinted here. I don't remember which one it was came out this week, but yeah. Um, So there's that. And then Batman, um, which again has a new story, but then the first part of hush is reprinted here. Um, And then the new, that makes sense. Yeah. The new 52 version of uh, nightwing and Harley Quinn get reprinted in here. Um, So, so, you know, there's there's some classic stuff. Like, if you haven't read Hush or you didn't read that first arc of Justice League, you know, it's it's a neat thing to go out and you're like, okay, you're going to read it every month as it comes out, just like um, when it originally came out. But it also has original stories. So if you're one of those collectors, like me, who's like, hey, we got to get that original material, then you're going to have to go hunt these down in order to find that that original material. But, I mean, it is fun. And it's the thing is, I've read... You know the new stories in here are the only thing that's new to me. I've read all the other stuff, but I still sat down and read all 100 pages. It's like I've read these books before, and I, you know, no point in the last year was I like, hmm, I need to reread all of the rebirth, new 52 stuff of Nightwing. Like it never, you know, never have I thought that, but yet it, it came here in this, so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, Nightwing, I'll just read through it again. Why not? So, um, but definitely a value, 4.99 for the the hundred pages uh, thick book. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. so we'll see. When we
0: because we, we talked about it before that these to happen, I was like 499 for 100 pages as opposed to these 499 books for way less stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, now it's it's $3.99 for 22 pages or $499 for 31 pages is what you're paying nowadays. So
0: So yeah, that's definitely a value if you're if you're curious about you know the this is, so there's no Trinity stuff in that Justice League one or any of them
2: no but uh that's not to say you know in a year they wouldn't put it in there or you know some of the stuff like um the th- they started with justice league number 1 so they might do the first trades worth they might do the first six issues and then jump to trinity or gotcha. they might do you know with every arc or they might do it by year or the whole thing may fall apart in 5 months and Walmart doesn't carry them anymore anyway we'll just have to wait and see but but honestly like that's a really good idea the price is cheap enough um, you know, you're not getting a full comics worth of new material, but that's a good way to get a lot of product out in front of people, get some eyeballs on it, and try to get some more interest. And an,
0: oversized, an oversized sampler, yeah. So, especially if you're like one that's like, well, I know
2: of these people from the movies or the the cartoons and stuff, but I haven't really read that. Yeah, and, and you do get. I mean, you're getting three full issues, so it's not like those sampler books that they have a lot of times where you get like six pages or nine pages. You know of the story. It's like there's three full issues, and then the short news story that gets put in there. And the news stories are even serialized. It's even part one, so it's not like it wraps up in in that first one. So like the Superman one, he's fighting like this uh, tornado hits a small town. He's trying to help everybody out. He looks off in the distance, and there's like five tornadoes, superstorm coming, and that's the cliffhanger for the next issue. You know, so uh, it is adding a new story that's more than just you know, six pages of a character study in there. It's a, you know, new ongoing thing. So it's it's a, it's a neat idea, and I hope it does well. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that seems neat. I'm, I might have to go and try to hunt those down, actually.
2: That was wonderful. Bravo.
1: I loved that. That was great. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> and that being the case, um, I guess, are you, you said you're a, Yeah, a, it's a
2: quarter after. I'm going to have to take off here.
0: Not a problem. So as we bid adieu to um, Sir Dirt... Thank you for coming by, sir. Have fun doing three hours of news from San Diego Comic Con by yourself. It'd be a blast, especially after last week. <laughs> uh, anything you found from uh, you know, that you was from San Diego
2: that was, kind of- <laughs> no,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff that came out that made me shake my head. You know, <laughs> like oh my god, but yeah, Yeah. the the funny thing is that a a lot of the stuff that would in years past would have either made me super excited or super angry. I've gotten so much now to the point where it's just like, uh, I don't care anymore. You know, it's like uh, there's, there's so many books they've ruined so many books. They've ruined so many TV shows and movies that anymore. I just don't. It's like, eh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, it's not worth it. I'm going to have to change. Uh, all right.
0: Well, anyway, <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah, man. We'll take it easy. <laughs> and that was PCN underscore dirt. You can find him at his various places, which I will talk about that later on. But we are going to get into the news. But first, as we do about this time, we are going to do a uh, an ad read. I think I'll pull up. And this episode of the Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees. Your home for funny, awesome, cool tees that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. heavily themed t-shirts inspired by the movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, geek culture... Etc. And much more on sale. Uh, To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. Then clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. uh, Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through CSPN.us. Do it today. I looked over to the side. I'm I might have to do that anyway, because we are now into the cinematic news. Doo, 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 doo. And we start off with cinematic news, like I said, uh, with uh, Adrian Palicki seems to want Mockingbird to join the Black, Pan- Black Widow movie. So, yes, we know the Black Widow in the movie is going to be a thing. Uh, Adrian Palicki, who plays Mockingbird on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Wants a piece of that i would also like to see that realistically because she was awesome as mockingbird i don't know what they would do about that or we don't even know what the, the black widow movies are going to be at the point but hey nevertheless that's what she wants it to happen it's probably never going to happen because they don't like to mix the tv uh the tv shows and the movies so yeah Comcast drops his bid to buy Fox, meaning there's nothing stopping the Disney deal. And I just realized where my mic was. That was real crazy. Um, so there's nothing stopping the Disney deal now. So it is only a matter of time before the conglomerate known as Dibs needs a big monster, mouse monster, is going to be going to have another acquisition of Fox, which means for comic folks, the X-Men and Fantastic Four, etc. will be coming home unless something snags on. Although there was a story about some Fox, um, some Fox shareholders trying to counter the bid so that it won't happen for whatever odd reason. Um, and I don't know what happened with that because I hadn't heard too much else before. But hey, either we'll be telling you that it happened we'll be telling you that some somebody's blocking the game regardless don cheeto joins ducktales cast as donald duck now you may be asking yourself like wait what and yeah um uh, i will say this there is a on the the disney xd youtube channel i believe it was i, I will try to put it in the show notes because i forgot to put it in there don cheeto is talking about uh what he's bringing to the character. Um, it's actually a pretty neat video. He's he's an amusing guy. I like I like Don Cheadle. He's probably the best roadie. Also, um, there was even actually a, an Infinity War a little not a jab but a little joke in there he puts in uh, uh, while he's talking. So basically, um, you know the, the the voice of the the regular voice of Donald Duck is still going to be there. He's just playing an alternate voice because from what I saw of the clip in that YouTube video something happens, which I won't spoil, because you may be watching DuckTales, and you should, because it's a good show. Something happens, and his voice ends up changing to the voice of Don Cheadle. Because, again, like I said, the, the the YouTube clip that I'm going to put in the show notes uh, is going to have that. So, uh, the next season will start on August 18th, Hey, right before my birthday, at 9.30 a.m. I need to catch up on this season, because I hear there was, some, it was pretty good. Nevertheless, moving on. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse confirms Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham, and Penny Parker. So, and I think somebody was asking about where, 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 um, <clears throat> me, where, where Spider-Ham was, and now it's confirmed that Spider-Ham is going to be in this film that a um, bunch of people, including myself, are waiting for. We also get another picture, as you can see, if you're watching the video. A picture of uh, Spider-Man, spider grin aka Ghost Spider, sure, whatever, and Miles Morales, all spider senses tingling. Um, and I think they said, oh, "Let me see the voice cast here." It doesn't matter. It's voice, the voice cast is what you probably heard about now, and I'm sure there'll be other. There'll be other. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Nick. Oh, but yeah, that's another thing. So Nicolas Cage. Uh, previously rumored to be playing Spider-Man Noir, which apparently has been confirmed that that is the case. Uh, Kimiko Glenn will be playing Penny Parker. John Mulaney is playing Spider-Ham. So there is that, which I don't know too much about John Mulaney, but uh, uh, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Uh, Shamik Moore is playing Miles Morales, Haley State Stanfield, aka of of, um, also of bumblebee fame and other things is playing gwen stacy and uh jake johnson is playing peter parker Shameek moore i know that name from somewhere and then, uh, and i don't know where and i'm not gonna look it up at this point either way that's a thing uh avengers black panther's quest uh books major voice talent as series uh Locked release date so yes so panthers quest is the basically of avengers assembled but they have a, usually have a subtitle of it and the black panthers quest is the title of this fifth season which i haven't seen that show in probably a good couple seasons i think i watched some of the first season and kind of fell off of it but the show's coming back on september 23rd uh it's going to have some black panther notable villains such as killmonger played by Keston John, M'Baku, uh, Claw, played by Trevor Paul, Zemo, Madam Mask, who's played by Win Everett, and Tiger Shark, played by Matt Mercer. Oh, nice. Um oh, okay. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, so Win Everett also played uh, Madam Mask in uh... And uh, Agent Carter, the live action version of Agent Carter. So, okay, I did not know that. Um, also, Daisy Lightfoot will be playing Shuri. Scott Porter is Bucky. Uh, but the real news, or the big news out of this article, is that Stan Lee and Mark Hamill will both be having voice parts in the show. We don't know what uh, Mark Hamill's... Actually, we don't know what either one of them, who either one of them invoke, will be voicing. This article is speculation Stan Lee is going to be voicing himself. Makes sense, but we will see. Uh, Mark Hamill, we still don't know. I would wager a villain because he's good at that. <laughs> you know, you don't need me to tell you where wh- why, why we can figure that one out, but nevertheless, tis a thing. Uh, Ryder, De- oh, so yeah, so this is some of the big news from the week. I won't spend too much time on this. Cause it's a lot and it's exhausting. Um writer director James Gunn fired from Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 over offensive tweets. It should be noted that these tweets are like 10 years old. That's not excusing anything, because he did say some some real bad shit that I'm kinda surprised he got hired. But nevertheless, so what actually happened leading up to this was so recently James Gunn has been a proponent. Against uh, the current administration and the orange tyrant known as Donald Trump, that is now the president, uh, and he's been speaking out against the president. Well, some guy named something or other, uh, Mike Cernovic, um went out on Twitter. Who Mike Cernovic, Who's a all? an alt-left person, so yeah, take that for what it is. And he's also been a part of that Pete Gates conspiracy and a whole bunch of other stuff that's, you know, he's basically pro-Trump also. So he's been kind of going after people that's been speaking out against Trump. So he dug up a bunch of um, James Gunn's old tweet- tweets from like 10 years ago, and it presented that to to, to Disney, and that's what caused Disney to fire um james gunn now all i'm going to say about the situation is a couple of things one stuff comes back at you so y'all need to be careful out there on the social media and social media men, because i don't feel i i it's a weird situation because i'm like okay one things come at you you know what that's the first takeaway from it so you know you you kind of reap what you sow And just because he's gotten better over the years doesn't mean that he still hadn't hadn't had some of this stuff with him, you know, in him or whatnot. Who's to say? Don't know. Regardless, Disney hired him knowing his, knowing, um, but maybe may or not be knowing that the stuff was out there and knowing, you know, this kind of stuff he's done in the past movie-wise, not not talking like, you know, any other stuff, but they hired him. They got two movies out of him and then this person came out with these tweets and there's been a lot of people firing for getting fired for stuff rightfully so mind you for you know doing dumb, dumb stuff and saying some stuff so the train i'm not gonna sit here and say that that train needs to stop because it really doesn't because the more we get these offensive people out of this place you know the better but this case right here i don't know like i said i was torn about this like, but i'm still on the side of you know, you, you reap what you sow, and that's what happened to him. And he could be a better person now, and and it's a shame that he got fired for stuff. That if that was the case, he got fired for stuff that happened ten years ago. But he did say some real bad shit back then. Um, and I don't know, Disney. Disney is well within his right to do what it feels on that situation because. But at the same time, I'm like, well, did they not know he did this stuff and in, in the past? Like, did they not check? Regardless, it is what it is and it is it is a still developing story because a lot of um things happened since then such as James Bond James Gunn apologizing for those offense, for the jokes that got him fired uh and also a bunch of uh well fans launched a petition because of course they do to get uh James Gunn rehired which I don't, know. I don't know Would what you really want to go back to, knowing that that you get you know knowing that that happened, like the way it kind of went down. I don't know also a bunch of celebrities um have been speaking out you know in defense of james Gunn i I, I don't whatever. There's even one that it, that was in defense, I mean, not even defense of, but uh, against James Gunn and the people who were defending him, which I'm not even going to bring that ball of crazy up. But yeah, people like um, David Batista, who obviously worked on um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Michael Rooker. Um, I know... Uh, Chris Pratt and Zoy Zaldano finally said something, but theirs were kinda not necessarily in defense of, but they were just kinda, you know, said some things. Just so put things. if you're watching the video, you can see their tweets um from that and also from Karen Gillan. You know, Michael Rooker for some strange reason left Twitter because of this, and I don't know what Twitter has to do with um with Disney firing. With, with Disney fire, well, I mean, let me rephrase that. We know what Disney hit, what that had to do with it, but like, okay, he's got off a of, he got off of Twitter because, because this happened. When I'm like, okay, well, shouldn't you be going after Disney who actually did the firing? But regardless, so, and he has some statement, which you can see here. Um he's not gonna use Twitter again, but he'll probably be back in a couple of years. Who knows? I really don't know, don't care. Uh anyway, that so that is that. You can read up on that of uh, all you like. Because it's been if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what rock you've been under, because it's just been a thing. And I've said you know, try to be as objective as I can about the stuff, but at the same time uh, it is what it is uh avengers 4 jeremy renner declares it's time to suit up so yeah he's on his instagram and he says got this feeling i need to suit up again and you see a picture of him that looks like it's been taken from a movie shot which could very well have been <laughs> and he's also hashtag a bunch of things so this is i guess this is confirming that he's going to be in avengers 4 after not being in avengers Infinity War which I guess makes sense because he was the only one of the original cast that was not in Infinity War. And I guess, and this also says that, hey, he's still around. (laughs) Whether he will be hitting the the rumored uh, Ronan mark or coming back in as Hawkeye, who knows? But, you know, that movie's still a good ways away, or aka next year. We will see. The first Titans trailer is a brutal introduction to another very dark dc universe so the live action titans which we talked a little bit of a little bit ago live action titans uh show is coming on the dc universe which is uh, the dc's uh streaming service that is coming out relatively soon uh we got a trailer for it i still have yet to watch this trailer but all i have heard was a rousing coring chorus of f batman that supposedly came out of it and of course people are still being assholes and uh yeah i know i said f and then i said that's also forgive me for that one um about um anna d playing starfire she's an orange alien folks why are you beefing about just but you know but people do the same thing they do all the time when there's a the black person that's that's in a role that they don't like and it's dumb like she's playing an orange alien get over it but there's still a lot of that happening and there are people that either like or don't like this trailer. There is a lot of people just like talking, uh, the F F Batman thing also, which is kind of funny, which leads us to the next story in that. Um, actually that's not the next story I was trying to get to, but Jeff Johns reveals why Robin says F Batman in the Titans trailer. I mean, it's kind of obvious reasons. They were different. Have They had a falling out. I mean, cause yeah. Unless he was doing F Mary Kill, which somebody, um, I think somebody did on Twitter. So that's not an original thought by me. Which, but I thought it was funny when I saw that tweet. Um, anywho, Donald Troy and Jason Todd confirmed for DC's Titans TV show. So, yeah, two more Titans in the mix, or maybe a Titan in a, we don't know. I assume they're all going to be Titans. Um, But yeah, so the former Connor Leslie is playing Wonder Girl and it says who's playing do not really say who's playing Jason Todd but hey Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Les- uh, Connor Leslie is rumored to be um is rumored to be Wonder Girl looks like I guess.
1: So Yeah.
0: Um so that's a thing. It's coming. Swamp Thing TV series won't share continuity with Titans and Doom Patrol. So I guess that's good to know. They're not doing, they're not pulling the Arrowverse thing with this, with, uh, with this universe, although you would think that would be the place where they could and probably should do that. Although Doom Patrol is a weird thing anyway, so I don't know, I don't know what the heck that's going to be. So yeah, thing's going to be, well, Swamp Thing's going to be his own thing, man thing. That's, that's the, that's Marvel's thing. Uh Stargirl live action series coming to DC Universe from Jeff Johns and Greg Balanti. So basically the people behind the excuse me, Berlanti's group that is already behind the Arrowverse. Uh is behind this, along with Jeff Johns. Shocker. Really shocker. Uh let's see. Does it, it, it say about new starring? It's gonna be 13 episodes and it's gonna appear sometime in 2019. Looks like they don't have um don't have any any casting things yet. So that's fine. Uh the first trailer for Young Justice Outsiders has arrived. I watched this, I like it. It it looks like it um it basically kinda goes back over things that have happened already in the first I wouldn't say first two seasons, but definitely second season for certain. Of Young Justice and kind of get kind of get you up to speed to a point Uh of of where it's gonna start now because at the end of season two, I know they had already started a new team of uh of Young Justice I think that was might have been one of the last shots we saw They didn't put that shot in here, but nevertheless It's a thing. It's a good trailer. You should go check it out That is also going to be on the DC universe show uh Outsiders, Young Justice Outsiders SDCC artwork reveals Darkseid. So we also found out in that trailer that, yes, Darkseid and um, Apocalypse is going to play a part of the series. Uh, Young Justice Wally West voice actor returns for Outsiders. So cool. The original voice of uh, Wally West in, in the, the, the other couple of seasons is going to be back. Which oh wait, okay, he'll be back, but not as Wally West he'll be he will be coming back as a new character forager, so which okay, that makes sense i didn't and I didn't read this right because uh, mm-hmm. there's something that happened to Wally Weston during the during the outset of uh season two, um. Now, that's not saying that he probably couldn't come back, but as a, as Kid Flash, but we will we'll see. I actually really want to go back and watch the first two seasons of Young Justice again because I enjoyed that show. It's been a while. Um, I may just do that. Uh, Young Justice Outsiders trailer actually introduces a Teen Titans and a Teen a teen Titan, and it looks like this article of speculation speculating that uh, Terra. The on-again, off-again Titan is the one, which I saw this, but... So... Oh, right. Okay, so... So it'll be Geoforce... Right, Prince breon and his half-sister Tara, who ends up being Terra and he ends up being uh, Geoforce at some point, whether that's going to happen here or not. But they do kind of make some allusions to uh, the Metagene and them two having it in the course of the spoiler and first of the trailer. Spoilers, sorry. But anyway, go check that out. Death of Superman Lives director John Schnepp, dead at 51. So, de- the Death of Superman Lives, uh, excuse me, yes, the, the Death of Superman Lives is the documentary on the Superman Lives uh, movie that Nicolas Cage was supposed to do. That never happened, probably for the best. But um but uh yeah, he apparently just just died. He also looks like he directed and co directed several adventure brothers uh, shows and Aqua Team Hunger Force, Space Coast Coast to Coast, and Kablam and Metalocalypse. So, yeah, um, he will be missing. Oh, he even provided the voice of Dr. Gibbets. Or oh, whoever that person is. So, uh, Death of Superman unleashes world premiere at Comic-Con. Now, the Death of Superman is basically the, death of the, the, the animated version of the Death of Superman, as the name would imply. Yes, there already have been a one of these before but this is a new one because they're also going to do the rebirth of uh super superman and it looks like they're going sh- more strictly to the comic version um than the last one day which i guess it kind of they kind of kept up i don't know i don't remember it's been a while since i've seen it um i'm hearing good things about this coming out of coming out of uh, comic-con and other, I think, other places jerry connor and rebecca romaine both have parts playing uh Superman and Lois Lane, and some of the other people are known cast, you know, known folks from the animated DCU uh, universe. uh, Does it say when that comes out? Well, this also gives spoilers on, that, so I would just scroll past that. So when is this coming out? Oh, it's out? Out already actually it came out on so death of superman flies onto digital july 24th with home video on august 7th so it is already out there on digital if you uh, uh hadn't had a chance to check it out which brings up to some other news coming out of um animated news coming out of uh, san diego comic-con which is a lot of itself is by the way uh wonder woman bloodlines animated movie set for 2019 so basically the same year as um the live action Sequel to Wonder Woman Wonder Woman 1984. This will probably come out before that, though. Uh let's see, no, not many more details uh were released. But yeah, it's coming next year. Also, Justice League faces off the Legion of Superheroes villains in new animated movies. There's also going to be, as I said, we said earlier. Batman Hush is going to be made into an animated movie, and there's going to be one other one. This one's called, so the Justice League one is called Justice League versus The Fatal Five. Um, Batman is Batman Hush. And what is the other one? I don't see it. Maybe it's in the next article. So, yeah. Oop see the reign of superman yeah that's the other superman one that's the other one uh that's gone to which is basically the the second part of the death of superman excuse me death of the supermen the, but it's the the other part of the death of the superman story uh, let's see batman the animated series blu-ray collection box art revealed so yes we do we knew that um there's a, going to be a blu-ray collection of batman animated series you know it'll be the first time in hd because they're also putting it on um dc universe and i think they're going to do that first before they put the box out but this just happens to be a leak uh from amazon about it But well, it's not even a leak It just came off in, in, in a panel at san diego um the blu-ray will be 112 bucks or 113 bucks no pre-order or release date is available at this time but you know it is coming i have all of those in dvd form i'm halfway debating about getting the blu-ray copy of those uh and getting rid of those i don't know we'll see how that goes uh let's see next step i already did that one like i said we got a lot of news here folks like spinning over to the other side of this of our sheet uh cartoon networks dc superheroes girls character design so they had a panel that um so some contact art that was shown at comic uh standard or comic con uh because there's going to be a dc superhero show which i think there well there's already been stuff out there for it but the new show is going to be going to come out later this year, and they just wanted to put some, you know, show some character art out about that. So cool. Uh, the first Aquaman trailer surfaces as Jason Momoa's King of Atlantis dives into Comic Con. So I saw this video, I saw this trailer, and you should check it out uh, if, if you haven't already by now um it's it looks decent Like we'll see how the movie's going to look when it comes out but yeah they showed us at calo at uh san diego comic-con and uh yeah speculation pieces away also what showed up at san diego comic-con is the first trailer for DC shazam um it's it's kind of a teaser trailer but it was cool you know you see you see little bits of his um how he came into how he, how he came into his powers? And um, you can definitely see that it's playing a little light. I know it's not necessarily playing light. I shouldn't say that because I mean, you know, if you know anything about the character Shazam, aka Captain Marvel? It's it's you know, it's a little boy who gets the powers of basically Superman, but but with lightning. In in, in lieu of uh, heat vision and whatnot, he's just the strongest mortal on earth. So he his powers were given to him by the wizard Shazam, which Black Adam doesn't look to be didn't look to play in a part of the um of the trailer. Um, but hey, you know there's that's also the that other thing with the rock that's going on with that. We don't know whether whether it could happen in kind, but they're not saying that they're tied together. So, but yeah, if you've had a chance to check out the trailer, it's fun. Um, stop. Dude, this is why I hate putting. Um, stuff from sites with uh, video with autoplaying videos. I'm trying to get away from that, but some of these things can't be helped. S- and that is Supergirl season four as April Parker Jones as series regular. Jones will play Colonel Haley, a character described as a hardline career military woman who lives and dies by the orders of her commanding officers. Uh, Haley's dedication to her country leads her to always act in best interests, if even if it means acting against her own. So, cool beans. I have not been keeping up with uh, Supergirl, but I need to catch up. I know this. The Flash casts uh, Chris Klein as season five's big villain. Chris Klein, uh, known for his roles in Election and American Pie and also Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Terrible movie, and he was terrible in it. Will play the protagonist and primary antagonist in the upcoming fifth season of The Flash. Uh, he is playing Superfeeling Cicada. I don't know who that is because my my Flash knowledge is not that great. So, there you go. But it says here he's described by Entertainment Tonight as a cult leader obsessed with the Flash. He will be the only... He will be only the second non-speechster to appear in a major season-long... As a major season-long adversary following the Thinker. And then, yeah. So... Cool beans. Um, Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot cast the Flash TV stars. So, yeah. The only reason why I put this in here is because of the Flash, the the TV show connections. Uh, Kevin Smith also has directed a couple of episodes of uh, Flash and Supergirl. So, yeah, there is that. But he's rebooting Jay and Silent Bob. And that movie is going to have Grant Gustin, Tom Kavanaugh, and Carlos Valdez, uh, Valdez, aka Barry, uh, Harry, and Cisco. Let that sink in. <laughs> I don't know. Right, we'll see. We'll see how that works. Uh Joker Origin movie lands a title and release date. And that title is, you know, this is the the live-action Joker movie that one of the live action joker movies that no one asked for. But nevertheless, it is coming. Uh with Joking Phoenix. And it is called. Oh shit. Because there's a lot of move uh, a lot of stuff here. Oh, it will simply be called Joker and it's coming on, coming out October 4th before the Wonder Woman movie. Which <laughs> Because I don't care about that. I care about the Wonder Woman movie. Just give me a good, another good Wonder Woman movie like we had. Just scrap this Joker nonsense. Anyway, uh, Joker Origin movie will give him. I don't know, I said earlier something about being objective. Yeah, I'm objectively hating on this. Anyway, rumor Joker Origin movie will give him a, dr- a drastically new alter ego. Yeah, I don't know. This is according to a report by the hashtag shows so was a rumor site again, so I don't we don't know. Whatever that that auto ego is going to be, uh, sure. All right, whatever. Um also Deadpool 2 actress Zazie Beetz in talks with to join uh joking Phoenix in said Joker movie. Uh possibly as a love interest. That's not Harley Quinn. McDonald's. Um made a- oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh if a deal is made, Beats would play a single mother who catches the interest of the man who would become the clown prince of crime. So yeah. Good for Zazi. Terrible. Not this is this this movie is not necessary. Yes, I said that. In the first trailer for Star Trek Discovery Season 2, the USS Enterprise boldly arrives, which I could have sworn that happened at the end of the first season. But um, I have not caught up on Discovery. I need to. can't really call myself a fan of Star Trek if I don't at least give it a chance. Of course, then again, there are people that are calling themselves Stars of uh, Star Trek that are poo-pooing all over this for one reason or another. you know take it for what it is and i'm not saying because i mean it's not saying that star trek has had bad shows because pointer was not great i mean it had had so much potential and unlike a lot of the cast you know inc- including kate Mulgrew as a captain because she was awesome as a captain but that's just a lot of stuff in there was like eh. and plus it was being moved around with um, the the cw and you know upn mergers going on at the time and it was weird nevertheless i digress because star trek discovery is here i'm really hoping this makes seven seasons like the rest of them and doesn't go the way of enterprise after what three four whatever i hadn't finished all of um enterprise enterprise another kind of slow not great one but i i don't know there's been potential in that one anyway i can talk about <laughs> i could talk about star trek for a while but I'm only going to say that, uh, there was a star Trek discovery panel at San Diego comic-con and there was eight things to learn about it, which I will not go on here. Um, but I will say that there's some stuff that like, uh, there's going to be some, uh, some standalone stories, just like some mini episodes that are going to happen kind of a a lot of what doctor who was doing at a while for a while uh and uh some people are back uh there's a new chancellor spock that's i guess that's the big thing that's uh going to to come up because the the main character is uh supposed is the half-sister of spock so at some point spock was going to come into this and that has been confirmed that that there you go that he will show up um and of course some more stuff with the enterprise so cool like I said, i want to catch up with this show and i plan to uh at some point venom director confirms riot will battle eddie brock along with other villains <laughs> excuse me um there's a venom movie no one again no one asked for it apparently they're staying pretty close to lethal protector series of the comics um. Sure, whatever. Uh, Venom star Tom Hardy tells uh, San Diego Comic Con that he wants to fight Tom Holland's Spider Man because guess what? That Venom movie is not, I repeat, not, and we've said this before, so you know this by now. Affiliated with the Spider Man movies or the um, doesn't seem to be the Marvel Universe uh, the, the, uh, at large cinematically. So yeah, all right. Speaking of undue backlash, the backlash of over ras redesign is why girls can't have nice things. Oh, I fell sleep. So yeah, there's going to be a new she Um, going to be a new Shira series. And when concept art came out from it, you know, dudes who shouldn't have anything to say about this came out all up in their fields. And it's usually one t- particular type of mail, which is always in the, you know, always in the, always the, the blabs on this one's on stuff like this. So yeah, it's a new design. I did I don't have a problem with it. It seems cold to me. I don't know. Um As you can see, this is the the old design if you're watching the video, and here is the new design. I mean, there, I don't see anything wrong with it personally, but you know, people are talking all kind of dumbness about it for a show that's technically not even for them but this is the state of fandom and it sucks and needs to stop josh whedon's buffy the vampire slayer lands tv reboots don't know if this needs to be necessary either But yeah, Josh Wheaton is going to do Buffy again, but it is going to be a more diverse cast uh, from all accounts told. Uh, Casting has not been set for the Buffy reboot. It will reportedly feature a richly diverse cast and like the original series, boasts metaphors for issues facing society today. Because yes, he did that quite well the last time with the other stuff. Yes, that is snark um and it's going to be back at fox again which i still don't understand even say what you want about josh reedon i don't know why he keeps you know going back to that after what they've done to some of his other shows yeah but that may say more about that than than probably needs to be said from me so gothams david mazuz i don't know how to pronounce his name i apologize sir um is Joker fight Batman suit 4 final season. So Gotham season five is going to look like is, oh wait, no, this is going to be season six. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm behind on this one too. Gotham's kind of crazy. I, I kind of like that, but I kind of fell off of it not necessarily in like season three-ish but and not because of the show got bad but because of just there's a lot of TV shows out there especially dealing with superhero stuff. And I've fallen off off of all of those, but I'm hoping it stays crazy because that's kind of what is the thing I, I, I liked about the show. So we have teenage Bruce Wayne and they've been kind of steadily going towards the Batman thing for at least season three or so, like, you know, actively. So yeah, there's a there's a thing, and yeah, the whole Joker thing is like because there's a character that already showed up that could have been the Joker, but they were saying that is not the Joker, and blah blah blah, and just not another, but he probably is. So yeah, that's the thing, and also season six looks like it's going to be the final season, which is good. You know, six six seven seasons is a good run. Uh, remastered Blu-ray Batman the Animated. Wait, I thought I already did this one already. I did this one already so moving right along um because i thought it was batman beyond that was a different one anyway uh tom king's dystopian tv drama states of america in development so tom king writer current writer of batman also a current writer of mr miracle and writer of the the previous vision series all good stuff well at least mr miracle and vision i haven't been reading much of Batman, except for like two issues, and those issues were actually pretty decent. Um but yeah. Tom King, Eisner Award winner. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um it, yeah, he's going into the T V now, just like um that seems to be the move with a lot of this stuff. Uh States of America. All oh, right, I forgot. Tom King was a former CIA officer. That's funny uh term comic book writer uh, oh yeah she's asking a question about that so yeah so i mean states of america is uh said to combine the thrill and intrigue of speculative fiction with the modern fears and anxiety of the war on terror i'm not sure if i like that part or not because yeah that could go away um to explore a world where the old small differences that divide this country have become the war cries of new nations uh, no word as to where that's gonna get to be, or when, but it is a thing. It doesn't say it's um, it doesn't say if it's based off of a comic book either. But nevertheless, either way, and he's got a big uh, event coming later this in a couple of months so yeah Uh, The Predator Shane Black wants to direct episodes of The Flash and Supergirl Shane Black um, director of the upcoming Predator film also the director of uh, Iron Man 3 the less said about that the better also had uh, a starring role in the original Predator as no less a comic book loving nerd as this article says Oh, comic book reading nerd, which I don't remember that part, but I do remember it, that you know him being. A, so, nevertheless, yeah, he's he's taking a stab at the predator again, and he wants to do some episodes of uh, Flash and Supergirl for some reason. Uh, sure, uh, Mission Impossible director responds to Man of Steel two, Green Lantern Corps rumors. So, Christopher McQuarrie um, of Mission Impossible Fallout directing fame and also. I know he did some of the writing. I think he did some of the writing in Mission Impossible Five and Four, and I want to say he's done some other stuff that I that I feel like I should know about and should mention. But regardless, um, so yeah, there's rumors of him either doing or wanting to do a Green the Green Lantern Corps movie and a Man of Steel two. Uh, he says, does he says here? Oh, what's says, So, as for directing *Cruising*, they, they've talked about it. Let's just basically leave it at that. Uh, he does say he is to to me. I'm interested in a good story. That's really all I. That's really what it is. I mean, when *Man of Steel* came up, it was because somebody had asked me, uh, "Did I want to work with him again?" Which I would in a second. I go through the door that opens so another reason why this comes up because i believe it has been said that he's been trying to get away from doing superhero movies because he worked on uh some of the x-men stuff but as things happen in hollywood that i know doesn't necessarily mean never and i'm pretty sure the right price and price and script kind of not saying that he's all about the money but you know I'm sure there are whatever factors that can get you back into the fold, get you back into the fold. Let's put it that way. Uh, Adult Swim responds to offensive 2009 video by Rick and Morty co-creator. So, I mean, granted, this is not the first dumb thing Dan Harmon has said or done. So it is what it is. But uh, Adult Swim is standing behind Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon after a offensive video he made in 2009 resurfaces, igniting controversy on social media, as it tends to happen. Uh, yeah, and again, with the other stuff, a lot of this is, is going on. So apparently he did some sketch for what he's saying as a satirical pilot for an imaginary TV show called Daryl, which is a peril of the super uh, serial killer drama Dexter. Uh, and Daryl, the lead character played by Harmon, would travel back in time and attempt to stop modern serial killers by sexually assaulting them when they were babies. Uh, Harmon sim- simulates the rape of a baby in the video using a doll, and I probably should have put a trigger warning before that, so I apologize. So, yeah, he made a dumb pilot for a dumb thing, and again, this is not the, the first dumb thing that Harmon has said or done, so, but Oh, don't don't swim unlike disney is standing behind them so go down that hill uh cloak and dagger director gina prince uh bythewood tackling old guard for skydance uh the old guard is a great rook uh, uh creator owned book if i'm not mistaken that came out on image comics and there's going to be a movie about it and uh, Jenna Prince bythewood is going to be directing it, so that's awesome. Uh, Prince bythewood is also directing the Silver and Black Spider-Man movie, which is you know the Silver Surfer movie in Black Cat, uh, which also has just like Venom has nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as we know. But you know what? You go, girl. You get that money. Uh, uh, she's been in the business for a while and doing a lot of awesome work, so good on her. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 adds Insecure star Natasha Rothwell. Uh, uh, Insecure is another show I need to to catch up on. Does it say here what her role is going to be? Nope. Not yet. So, But she's a part of the cast. So good on you. Uh, And now we turn to the comic news of the week. And I'm going to join. Oh, Yes, yeah, so it's like uh, I need to kind of blow through this. Like I said, it was a lot of a lot of news this week, uh, especially coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the October 2018 solicits have now come out for pretty much everyone. Uh, that is the other sheet. But... So yeah, so we now are going to be starting to know about books that are coming out in October. Um, I need to go through some of that because I'm curious about a couple of things. Uh in clickbait, I will say that Black Black Panther designer Ruth Carter reveals the African symbols embedded in the costume. So there's some some comic com uh some Black Panther consuming stuff that should be checked out. It's an interesting uh, article. And also there's a guide in there to Peter Parker and Mary Jane's complicated and long love life as well as a couple of other things but we're not going to go over the that because that's clickbait and we should really have to put those out why because i don't know if everybody sees the notebooks notes but i will have to do something about that three jokers lands at black label but is in the dcu con- continuity so yeah the, the three jokers thing has been a thing for a while coming up in various dc books and now there will be a jeff johnson jason Fabach title that's going to be on the black label which mostly is uh elseworld stuff but this one will, will apparently tie into the the continuity of the main universe so <laughs> okay that's weird because like i said all that black label stuff is supposed to be elsewhere stuff and this one just happens not to be so but then again that's kind of how comics and comics goes. You say one thing and do another. Uh, Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp helming Hal Jordan Green Lantern relaunch. So, Grant La- Grant Morrison is coming back to the DCU, folks. Buckle up. Um, let's see. Uh, it's going to be The Green Lantern, new series that designed to explore the titular hero's hero. Uh, so, it's Hal Jordan again. I mean yeah that's that's all it is to it and it looks like um says quote instead of the big epic 12 part stories we're focusing down on the everyday life of a space cop uh grant morrison says basically is no more apocalypse ending storylines the basic concept is that how jordan is like a space cop that patrols the section of the universe where anything can happen we've made it more like a police procedural which that part right there kind of sounds relatively interesting because you have heard us talk about thor's the miniseries that came out of secret wars uh, a few years back that was awesome that was basically homicide life on the street and that was awesome and also kind of green land light in that Thors were like a a you know, a bunch of cops basically so yeah Let's see where this goes. I don't know if I'll be interested in it or not, but like I said, we'll see. It's, you know, should have done that with uh, John Stewart. That's all I'm saying. Anywho, John's Shazam launches this November with Dale Eaglesham. I feel like they just added the, the artist there at the last minute because you know, there's been some hubbub about not doing so on social media. Nevertheless, Jeff Zero Shazam series launches this November. Um with the artist of Dale Eaglesham. They announced this during the, the spotlight panel at the at Comic-Con. And it will be coming out November 21st. And it looks like the um, it's going to be Billy Batson and the Marvel family. You know, the Shazam family, regardless. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm sorry. Uh... Jim Lee and Dan DiDio talk DC's big picture. So yeah, this is basically their where they talk shop and tell about what's going on with the various imprints and the DCU at large in the coming years. Including They also own like uh, Mad. Also, I mean, DC is also, yeah, deals with Mad because Warner Brothers owns both of them. So they folded Mad into the DC thing. And like I said, this was just a panel, and that's just a live uh, live read of what happened to that panel and what they talked about. So I won't go into all of that there. But some of this I'm probably talking about is probably in here. Uh Scott Snyder announces massive DC crossover event for 2019. I believe that was in this in that article. So at Comic-Con of the San Diego variety. Yep. A big crossover. Um not so okay, that's coming next year. Excuse me. So the Heroes in Crisis one is coming out, I believe, this year, and that's Tom's tom King's deal. So they're already getting ahead to next year with us with Scott Snyder's uh, crossover because you can't have a year without a crossover, obviously. Uh, let's see. He says the Justice League writer revealed everything is coming back. We want to pay it forward the Omega Titans, Barbatos, the Forge, it's all coming back. Everything you read, our goal is to reward. All of it culminates in a in like a year in like a medal event. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that, but I'm saying it. That is a direct quote from Scott Snyder. So, look forward to that next year. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it going forward. Uh, speaking of Tom King, Tom King leads unique Heroes in Crisis event on a yacht on a boat. So, yeah, apparently they they had um, a thing that Tom King hosted and they had uh, folks in masks to hide their identity. Uh, Yeah, I don't. And some meditation and some other stuff happened. So, yeah, that is a thing. And it looks like it says, according to this, Heroes in Crisis is a realization of the themes of Mr. Miracle. Uh, The writer frames that the current series is an examination of one person's impact on the DCU. Heroes in Crisis will open up hundreds of heroes to the examination we've given Scott Free. So... Uh, heroes in Crisis is intended, to, intended by King to change the way heroes and superhero stories are seen. I like Crisis on Infinite Earths, but through a personal story. So, yeah, we'll see how that crisis um, works out. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some DC, DC craziness probably still in it. And a death or two. A needless death of some woman. I don't know. Mister Gerard joins DC's Heroes in prices as the artist. So we're going to have the um the team of Tom King and, and um uh, Mitch Gerard again for some stuff. So that's awesome. Uh Mr. Yeah so this was also at that same I think this was might have been at that same event or a similar event. So cool beans. Uh more of that team. Um One moment. Uh, I'm sorry about that, folks. Uh, Wonder Woman is officially the franchise's most brutal villain. So this is, oh yeah. So this is what I forgot to talk about in Injustice versus uh masters of the universe uh, cause, because there are some things that happen in that book which i know well, i don't know if he's gonna go back and listen to this but yeah let's just say there's some minorities report things happen and uh wonder woman out there doing dirt uh dc comics san diego comic con 2018 day one art gallery so there's a bunch of art that was um that was shown during the course of uh the show i think it's different stuff on each day but i'm not sure but they had some stuff from dc's uh in consumed lines from the newly announced electric warriors more interiors from doozy and clock six which is out already and batman damned and the new justice league covers and some more stuff so they're just basically previewing some stuff that's coming out uh idw announces shredder in hell by mateus Santaluco. i hope i said that name right uh, this is a press event, uh, just like a press, press, uh, a press thing. Uh, IDW is proud to announce that acclaimed TMDMT artist Mateus Santolico will both write and draw Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles Shred, Shred in Hell, a five-issue miniseries slated to debut in early 2019 that serves as a sequel to the fan-favorite Secret History of the Foot Clan storyline, which I never actually finished reading. So that's the thing that's coming. Cool beans. Uh, Josh Whedon's Dr. Horrible returning as a comic book. um, After 10 years. So, sure. Okay. Written by Josh Whedon, who has obviously written um, comics before, including uh, some Firefly stuff, Buffy stuff, and Astonishing X-Men. Uh arriving November 14th from Dark Horse, Doctor Harbor Best Friends Forever is written by Joss Reaton and Jose written with art by Jose Mario Belroy and Sandra Soler. With colors by Dan Jackson, uh cover art by Fabio Moon and French various print cover by Francesco Francavilla. So cool, I guess. If you're a fan of Doctor Harbor Sing along blog, that's that's a thing um christopher priest spider force will introduce new two new spider man so christopher priest i've said this before one of my favorite writers uh writer of the preeminent uh, version of uh black panther he's out there he's been he's done you know he's still been out there writing some stuff i think he's wrote some cyborg he's right he wrote astonisher think as he's going back and writes astonisher still also and some other stuff that's he been writing. Here and here, there, but now he gets a chance to bite some spiders, which I'm not sure if he ever has or not. Um, so, yeah, it's a mini series that's going to spin out of um, Spider Geddon and that was announced at Comic Con. Uh, illustrations by Paulo Sicaria. The series will feature Kane forming a team of uh, heroes to go on suicide missions, stop villains, who, while also introducing two new superheroes, Astro Spider and Spider Kid. Which, yeah. I will definitely check it out. Like I said, there's a miniseries, it's priest. I, I Those two things, you know, I, I can deal with that. So, and I think some of this is probably coming out in October, wait, let's say when this is coming out. I think it does, not sure. It does not say, but it was announced. But it's probably coming fairly soon because spider Getting is going to be soon anyway. Mayday Parker, uh, Anya Corazon, and more swing into the new Spider-Girls title. So uh, we have another uh, miniseries <clears throat> called Spider-Girls written by Jody Hauser with uh, Andres Genolet as the artist. The that, that, um, team's May, Mayday Parker... Annie Corazon, Annie Mae Parker, uh, all together. So, yeah. I don't know. And it looks like it's wait, does it, it says, uh, May we do anything to protect her brother from the inheritors and Anya's knowledge of the mystical spider totems may save the day. How, how does Annie fit in and what chance the 3D girls have them? So it's almost like that Spider Woman um, series that came out, which is actually pretty decent but different writer and crew. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man's going spider going to have a lot of um probably stuff coming out of it, go figure. Spider-Man returns with Wild West Spider-Man in tow for Marvel's Vault of Spiders. Uh so this is, looks like a two issue series that uh going to be written by Cullen Bunn. And it was also announced during the spider-man panel which i guess that other stuff was too it's going to be a two issue anthology which will feature more spider uh, related characters some new ones at that across the spider-verse including webslinger the spider-man from the wild west and spider-man from the live action <laughs> the live action 1970s spider-man show which i could have sworn well there was so Folks, if you did not know, there was a live-action uh, show back in the 70s. Actually, there might have been two, because there was one in... I don't think that one that was here is the same one that was in Japan. I will have to go look at that, but there was definitely one here from back in the 70s, and it was amusing. Um, but nevertheless, and I and every time I think of that, that spelling of Spider-Man, I always think of Doctor Doom saying it in the uh, Spider-Man... Animated series of the '80s, uh, their uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, so that's always funny. Anyway, again, more stuff coming out of Spider-Geddon. Miles Morales's Spider-Man redesign for October with a new code name. So, and I'm just going to wrap this next one in. Uh, yes, the champions are going to real, real uh, weird worlds because that's apparently never die they are going to die. So Miles' redesign looks like it's going to be coming out of that, and also the Infinity Wars stuff. So, and apparently the Champions are going to be going to real world. I said on Twitter that um, if you're looking at the video you see in the cover, uh, the cover for Champions twenty-five, and they look like D and D characters, which, given that Jim Zub is writing this, I. You know, I I would not be surprised by that. You know, because he writes a lot of D and D books, or at least he's written a few, I know. But nevertheless, um, that is coming actually in a couple of issues. Now that I think about it, and of course there was, a, like I said, Miles's redesign that was a part of that. So I don't know, Miles is a rogue. Go figure. Um Venom's co-creator returns for the Anti-Heroes first ever annual. So Venom co-creator David Michelinie uh, is returning to the character. He and Todd McFarlane first unleashed on Spider-Man's World in 1988 scripting a story for his Marvel symbiote-fueled anti-heroes very first annual. Um that's a thing. It's coming. So cool. Yes. Marvel Knights relaunch underway from Danny Cates and more, which by the way Danny Cates is also writing that uh, Venom series um, and and part of that annual. So yeah, Marvel is celebrating 20th anniversary of the Marvel Knights line because the 90s are new again uh, by bringing it back with um wait, this is bringing it back with Venom and Thanos writer Danny Cates as the line's quote unquote showrunner uh kate will personally be choosing the writers for the new marvel knights with Tiny howard uh matthew rosenberg and vita Aleya tabbed as the initial writers for the relaunched line uh the relaunch will feature many of the same characters as the Marvel knights original marvel knights which includes daredevil punisher black panther ghost rider electra and more So, yeah. Uh, So, Marvel Knights, if you did not know, was a thing from back in the 90s where it was was a little more edgier uh, take on some superheroes. Uh, Well, edgy for the character. Not necessarily edgy for the characters because the ones that I've named are pretty much the ones that could go there. You know, I believe, wasn't there a Blade series also? I am not sure. Um, But I believe there was a, a Marvel Knights Blade series also. And like I said, Black Panther was there, Punisher, all those kind of folks. So yeah, there was a little harder slash edgier uh takes on the on the the heroes, some of which had already had other books in circulation at the time. So yeah, that's the thing. It's coming back. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that. But there you go. News that I love, 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 love hearing about. Daughters of the Dragon, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist will return with their own titles. So, of those three, um, Daughters of the Dragon are the only ones that have not had a current series because Luke Cage just had one that got cancelled or they ended, rather. And Iron Fist also had one that that got ended uh, arguably too, But and they also had uh, Luke, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist together, but yeah, that's a thing. So, Marvel Comics is launching Daughters of the Dragon as a part of his digital art. On- so, okay. This is the disappointing part. A part of his Marvel digital originals line. Uh, first reported by IGN, these three Defenders-related titles were joined the new Jessica Jones series, which basically just dropped last Wednesday. Just came out out of the blue. Um... So each title will be double-sized digital issues releasing monthly, which that's not bad, with a scheduled pause after every three issues. So I don't think we talked about the Jessica Jones series, but yeah, that's I think that's probably the next one. Uh, but yeah, the Jessica Jones one is already out, and um, I think, they're like this says, it's going to be double size so they're doing something different at marvel we'll we'll see how that works out but yeah they just basically just dropped that just look out there and it says no release rates were announced for these three titles marvel plans for these titles to be available on comiXology which yeah that's how i've been seeing a lot of the stuff that's just been dropping off of the originals line um because yeah so you got to kind of be careful and watch that stuff in, in addition to if you're watching comic lists or, or whatnot because that stuff don't show doesn't show off and um, there was a couple of Black Panther ones that kind of came out like that, or at least one Black Panther one that came out like that. So you should really go be checking the um, comics obviously stuff or, you know, or stuff like that. There's some good stuff in there. Anyway, uh, no release dates and whatnot, and they, but they all will be coming with print editions at later dates following each arc's digital release. So when they finish one arc, they'll just they'll, they'll drop a big um, print one. So cool. And I assume that the print ones will have digital codes in them. That part I don't know, but since they're already releasing these as digital first, we don't know. Um The Luke Cage will be written, written by Anthony Del Call, art by Janoi Lindsay, Iron Fist Phantom Limb will be by written by Clay McLeod Chapman, art by Guillermo Sana. And Daughters of the Dragon will be written by dude boo uh jed mckay with art by travel foreman so i'm i guess i still look forward to that one because hey starters of the dragons missy and colleen we want that but i don't know and i talked about jessica jones already that's been out for a week so you can go check that out at will but marvel resurrecting uncanny x-men title in november again 90s, back again. Actually, technically, Uncanny has been around since way before the the 90s, but nevertheless, it's still... Because Uncanny started, like, in the 70s. Or wait, no, uh, X-Men started in the 70s, and then Uncanny was, like, 80s or something. Either way, it's coming back. And there hasn't been an Uncanny X-Men title in a while. No creative team has been announced um which i guess that's probably why they got rid of blue and gold and uh red is going to be like a miniseries i don't know um work on neil gaiman's miracle man resumed for 2019 release so neil gaiman uh did a comic book called uh miracle man it um sure i don't know much about it i'm not gonna sit here in front but yeah there are fans of it and there'll be more in 2019, so I'm just going to push on from that. Uh, George Sakai, to publish graphic novel on his childhood in, in U.S. internment camp. George Sakai, you know him. He's a vocal critic of Trump. He's also played in a little thing called Star Wars, Star Trek, excuse me. You know, for many, many years, he's one of the original cast as Sulu. You know him. You know him. You love him. Uh, well, some of y'all do. Some of y'all are real buttholes about him. But anyway, um... And they called this enemy. The Star Trek star revisits his haunting childhood in American concentration camps as one of the 120,000 Japanese American imprisoned by the U.S. government during the World War II, according to its publisher. Uh, the graphic novel will offer firsthand account of those years behind the barbed wire, the terrors and small joys of childhood in the shadow of legalized racism. Uh, his mother's heart choices, his father's tested faith in democracy, and the way those experiences planted the seeds of his astonishing future, a news release says. So, you yeah, no, not surprising this is coming out because, you know, Takai has been a well-spoken um, uh, well-spokenly out against Trump, rightfully so. Uh, let's see. Two guys' book, uh, a collaboration with co-writers Justin Isinger and Stephen Scott, as well as artist Harmony Becker, was poised to be released in 2019. So look forward to that. Uh, Tales from Javada's Castle to bring the Galactic Frights this October. So from what I've gleaned of this is a star wars slash horror story and it's called vader's castle and wait is it going to be the rebels crew oh no they're just uh so if you can't tell franco uh, francisco think of the the perfect person to be doing the covers for this i don't know if he's doing the insides um that's one, yeah he's doing the covers so again perfect person to be doing that is going to be uh doing the covers for that and this is a star wars adventures uh title by the way which is the all ages uh star wars book that idw is putting out um let's see written by kevin scott illustrated by derek charm the series will feature fan favorite characters spanning the star wars saga including Star Wars Rebels, Rebels, Hera, Kanan, and Chopper, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Count Dooku, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, and amazingly, even Ewoks. So it sounds like basically a horror version of what they're doing with, um, with um, Star Wars Adventures proper. Uh, is it going to be a miniseries? Yes, five-issue comic books miniseries coming from IDW, so there you go. Look forward to that probably around Halloween. Star Wars ventures back to the prequel area with a bunch of new books and comics. And um, one of which we'd already talked about, um, Star Wars uh, Queen shadow is coming out as a book by E.K. Johnston. Let's see. And a few other books. I think, uh, let's see break is writing. Another book looks like, um, Jody Hauser is putting out an eight issue series called age of Republic. Uh, there's going to be an anthology series. And some other stuff. So, no dearth. No, 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 no. We're not liking the Star Wars content, folks. Here's some news that I, I kind of wish uh, uh, Dirt was was for was around here for. And actually, I'm going to put that somewhere, but I'll do that in a minute. Um, the GoBots. Oops, let me do that. The GoBots, folks. The bootleg Transformers as some would call them uh, returns. After 30 plus years to comic book form, uh, Tom Scioli? 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 Apologize if I butchered the name, is doing a five-issue miniseries from in coming through IDW about the GoBots. Now, uh, this writer also did Transformers versus G.I. Joe. Doubt if they were gonna let him put his hands on um, Transformers proper because John Barber seems to have that all locked out for right now, except for what we found out in the uh, solicitors, which was like Transformers might be taking a break, according to October uh, solicits. Um, So go figure on that one, which maybe I should go. But nevertheless, GoBots get a five-issue miniseries starting in October. I am curious about this one. So GoBots are basically Transformers they were kind of, I said, bootleg versions of them. I I will stand behind that one. They had their own show, just like the Transformers did. Um, yeah. So, Gobots will be the first story to feature classic toy and cartoon characters like Leader One, Scooter, Turbo, and Psykills Renegades in over three decades. It's been over 30 years since we've seen anything from Cobots. with good reason, probably. But everything is, is old is new again so like i said i will be checking this out so stay tuned for that uh eisner awards winners came out so the eisner awards are the, basically as someone put it the oscars for um comic book folk and that happens at south uh, south Carolina, San sandy comic-con every year but there is a South Carolina Comic-Con, but it's nowhere near the scope of this. Nevertheless, there is a bunch of winners, including one I will get to in a minute. Um, but uh, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, uh, Monstrous, uh, all both won. Black Bolt won by Saladin Hamid and Christian Ward. Like I said, Black Panther, World of Wakanda by Roxanne Gay, Tanahisi Coates, and um, Atheo Martinez. Monstrous is, of course, uh, Marjorie Lou, who actually might as well go ahead and say it, became the first woman ever to win um, the typewriting award at the Eisner's. So the typewriting award is a specific um, category at the Eisner's. I guess it's almost akin to a best actor. I don't know. But nevertheless, she won for Monstrous uh, alongside Tom King. Uh, which she's sharing the award with, apparently, uh, for, I think, uh, oh, yeah. So best writer is Tom King for Batman, Batman 2, or I guess that's the worst stuff he's written. Of particular note, they mentioned Batman, Elmer a special, which is which is one that I loved, and, of course, Mr. Miracle, and Marjorie Liu, of course, for Monstrous. Uh, Mr. Miracle also brought home a reward in the form of Miss Gerard for best penciler. Uh, Sana Takata for Monstrous, uh, for best cover artist and painter, and a bunch of other stuff. Stan Sakai was best lettering for you know, there's th- there's a few different awards. Some of the stuff you would probably know, some of the stuff you probably won't know. If you if you keep this, the the big two, you probably won't be checking out for some of the stuff, which you probably should, because there's some good stuff out there outside of the big two, and I say that as a person who should who needs to be checking out some of that stuff myself. Including Monstrous, because I've not read it. Um, but I hear good things about it. So congrats to Marjorie Lou and like I said, uh Roxanne Gay also won. And also I believe Tanika Stotts, I believe, won an award, which I I would meant to go back and get to see what she um what she won. Or well, I believe she's an artist. But both of those are women of color and there are not many women of color, much less people of color, went that many Ivers, Ivers- so that is a good deal all the way around i don't know if they were the first people women of color to win an award but i don't know but regardless it should be noted that they have uh detective comics reveals batman's greatest witness weakness this was uh written by our very own tim adams you should go ahead and read it because this article i'm not saying that just because you know tim's crew and fam but it's a pretty good article so, um I will say that yeah the, the weakness ends up being something that we've kind of that's probably been noted before in other places which I think uh, Tim goes into saying uh, some part in some part of the the article, but nevertheless it has something to do with what's going on in detective comics also so just go check that out. Saga goes on year-long intermission um so image. Comics' uh, long-running saga will have a year-long intermission as opposed to the three months one that they normally do. Uh, as uh, Brian K. Vaughan says, it is to recharge their creative batteries. I, I believe this article says... So I don't know what saga Focus are going to do in a year because, yeah, that's... Like, three months, people are already going crazy, so a year... Which, you know, everybody needs a break every now and then. So, And they've been doing this book for a good minute. Um, it says here, this obviously wasn't a decision we took lightly, but Fiona and I feel a responsibility to keep making the very best comic we can. And we both agreed that uh, the only way to eventually finish the epic saga we set out to tell was, excuse me, with this one significant, let's call it intermission. So, and then that's when he goes on to say, talking about uh, creatively recharge and uh, reconnect with non fictional families. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, I going to go on a hiatus for a year. I hope people don't forget too much. IDW CEO, co founder, takes sabbatical, new CEO named. Uh, so, Ted, Ted Adams, not properly not to be confused with our own Tim, or related to, I doubt it. Uh, it's taken a leave of absence from the company with board member Kerry McCluggage stepping into the role of CEO, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, so yeah, movement's about. Uh, Blackbird brings neon-drenched magic, monsters, and demons to the city of angels. This is a new book from Image Comics, uh, co-created by Sam Humphries and Jen Bartell. Uh, it is an all-new modern fantasy series previously announced at Image Expo and launching this fall. Uh, we really wanted to create a story that felt fresh and different, something that appealed to the experienced comic readers, but also extremely accessible to new readers. And we really feel like Blackbird encompasses that, says Sam Humphreys. So it is ultimately a world about magic that exists, just beneath the surface of everyday places and things, but it's through the lens of a modern, sexy, neon-lit drama. It's Harry Potter meets Riverdale. Uh, End quote. So if, if that sounds like an appeal to you, you should check that out this coming October. Avengers give Namor, the Submariner, a new costume which if you're looking at the video here's an image of it it looks straight emo though uh so avengers 9 we will see that costume show up in whatever capacity he will be showing up uh, and doesn't matter whether or like that just looks weird anywho uh, Chelsea Kane returns to the Marvel for a new Vision series. So I kind of, kind of mentioned this earlier. Chelsea Kane of uh, Mockingbird. Well, she's a novelist, New York Times bestselling selling novel- novelist, to be specific. Wrote a miniseries of uh, well, what ended up being a miniseries of Mockingbird, which should have been still going because that show was, because that thing was awesome. But she is now back again, and will be writing uh the vision so and yeah uh kane is notable here that kane left twitter because of unwanted uh harassment over her Mockingbird bird series which i thought was great and i think um agent 70 also did too and has not worked in comics since then which is a shame because you know i, you keep, I can't see how you can call yourself a fan of comics but trying to actively push people out unless you're one of these knuckle dragging butt who think comics have to be one thing and one only one type of people can one set of people can write them and that's a white male dude. Let's just go ahead and say it anyway. Um. So yeah, a Vision six issue minis uh, six issue miniseries picking up from where Tom King and Gabriel Walter acclaimed title left off. The series kicks off in November and will follow the Avengers resident Synthesoid as he his daughter Vib. Viv and their robo-dog uh, Sparky attempt to pick up the pieces of their shadowed family life and move forward so obviously a curi- curiosity about that since since it's coming off of the uh, that previous uh, Vision miniseries which was great uh, by the way if you haven't checked I know we talk about it here all the time so you should definitely go check that one out and I'm hoping this uh, this works out for her because that's a that was a good thing. Um, We're nearing the end of the show, and with that becomes another ad read really quickly. And I said I was trying to be quick, but apparently it was not as quick as what I thought it was going to be. Um, last ad of the night. Funko, fun at first sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles, apparel, and brand merchandise. Uh, and now for the listeners of Combo Chronicles, can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to the network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. Uh, When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% discount. Fun code through CSPN. Do it today. And we are at the end of the show, finally. I'm sorry, there was a whole, whole lot of news. It was either that or I break it up into two shows and uh, do a new show in a couple of days, which I don't know if anybody would have been interested in But if you do, hey, write us and let us know. By all means, please, I'm curious about that. Uh, with that, thank you for coming out. Thank you for PCN Underscore Dirt. You can find him at that uh, address, PCN Underscore Dirt on Twitter. Um, you can also find him at uh, Pop Culture Network, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, uh, I Need Comics.com, which is a splinter off of, off of his Pop Culture Network thing. Uh, Eighteen underscore seventy on. Instagram and Twitter. I hope everything is going well with you and yours, sir. Oh, as well as expected. Uh, Tim Tim Dog98 on Twitter. Click Nation. That's the on Twitter. C B Cron on Twitter. TheClickNation.com. C B R. He's doing a lot of good work over there. Go check him out. Uh, and myself, write a Cat. cat on Twitter. News Nurse need on Twitter. Uh, CB Caps on instagram i have a reddit news newsers need it's not toxic try not to try not to get it to be that way but you know i do what i can but you can find this podcast on the cspn network and that's cspn.us go there go check out the other shows that we have on the network good stuff you can subscribe to this podcast on google play and also itunes or apple Podcasts, whichever one you want to call it uh soundcloud you can also go to the the Post uh network feed and you can find us there cspn .cspn shop.cspn.us you can go get some merch from this show and other shows on the cspn network and go help us uh you know keep this great network afloat and with that folks i am out of here i I said i was going to try to shorten the show up as possible but apparently that is with not within my power so I bid you do until next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll get more of the guys back in here or everybody or some semblance stuff. but you know, everybody's going through life things and that's what it do, what it do. And on that note, this is the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles and we are out. <laughs>